0: This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 83. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now, you're Clow and John Minnick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and this is the Colored Pencil Podcast. I am joined once again by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lock Refine Art. Lisa, how are you?
1: I'm good. I can't stop laughing right now. <laughs> That's that our um God, how do I want to word that? Our screw up of an intro is hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh wow, you got me all off 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 kilter here. I don't even know what to say next. So anyway, so this is a show about colored pencil, then we discuss colored pencil every single week. Lisa, we've been doing this since the middle of the early summer of 2015, a new show every single week. The reason why I said that, I had somebody ask, you know, oh, you're doing new shows again? That's great. You know, like, uh, we've always (laughs) done new shows. (laughs) (laughs) We've never stopped. So anyway, yeah. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the show and you'll get a new show in your sleep or whenever you have it sync up. So I just wanted to say in your sleep. All right, so Lisa, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about working on sanded paper.
0: Yeah, you know, you and I talked about this a long time ago when we started the podcast. I don't remember which session that was, but neither of us had really tried it. I think I experimented with it one time and I didn't like it and I gave it another shot and I liked it that time. I know recently uh, you've used sanded paper as well. So I think now it'd be nice to come back and talk about it.
1: Yeah, I didn't think I would like it because I've always been so big on having a very smooth surface but yeah. Uh, yeah so when I when I started using actually the powder blender Aliona was the one who told me that it needed to be used on sanded or gessoed paper and I tried gessoed paper paper first because I'm like sanded paper no I'm going to hate that I want smooth paper and I figured gessoed paper would be a better alternative but I'm like how am I going to use have that much tooth especially for drawing a portrait that really scared me I'm like there's no way you no it just, it just can't work even though I clearly saw where other artists had done it I was just convinced it wasn't going to work for me
0: right well and this is this is kind of cool then and we can talk about it now from the other side and let me just give a slight little backdrop here that this is artist grade sanded paper that we're talking about not talking about the kind that you would get at the hardware store although that could work this is slightly different only in that it is archival and so it's made with archival processes in mind and it's also something that you know it'll last it won't yellow over time or anything like that and it's computer controlled and electrostatic placement of the grid and so that makes a big difference and we're talking about something that's very uniform in nature.
1: Unless you get a defective batch like I did with the UART.
0: You can't yeah I I guess you can um, have that problem happen and if we're talking about other papers as well, and I think primarily uh, Lisa and I are going to be talking about and limit our discussion to UART and uh, Fisher 400, although I've not tried Fisher 400, but I want to. It's
1: a magical experience.
0: You can get some of these lesser brands like Pastel Premier, uh, Premier rather Sanded Pastel Paper Handbook Paper Company. I've tried that one. Didn't like it at all. Uh, the placement of the grit for me was just too spread out and uneven that all all it did was it pretty much just made like this gummy powder on the surface with my colored pencils and i really wasn't able to control it at all so i noticed a big difference there in using that and the uart
1: yeah the problem i had with uart for the defective batch and some of you may have tried uart and didn't like it for this reason if it happened to you contact the company they were really good about sending me a replacement and i ordered my paper back in february just tried it last month and still they were fine with sending me that replacement i contacted them instead of of Dick Blick where I had originally ordered it being It's it such a good alone. company Yeah, so I talked to them about that because what was happening mostly on the edges of the paper, the inside wasn't as bad, but the edges, there was almost this wavy pattern in the grit. And it was really, I I felt like I was fighting with it so much. So I thought that I was going to absolutely hate the paper. Like this is not going to be a paper I review highly because of that. But it turned out, I forget, somebody mentioned to me um, when I complained about it that there was a defective batch and turned out they were right. So they sent a replacement and the replacement seems much, much more uniform.
0: Oh, that's good to know then that you can contact them and, and get that replaced yeah they
1: were really really nice I was very very impressed with how and they had it to me so quickly too I mm-hmm. I forgot I had contacted them and a couple days later it shows up I'm like what did I order but yeah they were really That's good nice. about getting that to me very very quickly and no question they weren't like you know I need to see your receipt and the copy of this I need a copy yeah. of it. like they didn't ask for any proof that I had even you know where I bought it or any of that I just told them what happened and they replaced it
0: now talk to us about the Fisher 400 then
1: Now, that was one. The reason I tried that was Aliona had given me a batch of it to try, and she loves it. So she sent me home with a roll when I had gone to visit her last year. She sent me home with a roll of that, some illustration board that you can mount it on, and a, I'm calling it illustration board, but I may be wrong on what it actually was. Some kind of archival board there. right? And then the sticky film that you attach the two together. So I was able to make these really nice big boards with that Fisher 400 on it. And that has been my favorite. That seems to to be the most uniform. It's much more expensive than getting the UART. They don't carry it at Dick Blick or Jerry's. I had to find a pastel company online who carried it, and I actually found one who sold it pre-mounted. I paid extra to have them mount it for me, but I would rather not do that extra work myself, so it was worth it. But you you have to get it from other locations, and like that company that I bought it from, I had to buy it in a pack of five, so getting 10 sheets of paper cost about $140. It wasn't cheap. But it, you know, it lasts you a fair amount of time because it's not like we're just blowing through a new sheet of paper every 15 minutes like normal, you know, if you were sketching.
0: Yeah. Now, let me say something about those boards then that you're mounting that on. With the UART sanded pastel paper, you can purchase that in boards as well. And that comes pre-mounted on a a board, a a premium quality neutral colored paper that is then fixed to this what is it? Is It's a... Um, well, I don't know what what the board name is, but I think I read somewhere that it is similar to like a, a heavier weight watercolor board.
1: Nick, can you get that from Jerry's or Dick Blick?
0: You can get it from Dick Blick, and that's what yeah. I did this last time. I've had a couple of those for a while and just been hesitant about using them, but I did order a very large one uh, recently because I want to do a new project on that, and it's very nice. Yeah, and I ordered the... Uh, 800 grade and it came fixed to that board. So I'm real excited about starting that one. But you can also get this in the rolls.
1: So yeah, the clicking you're hearing right now is me going to Dick Blick to see what sizes are available because I'm all excited about this information. Yeah. So that's what you guys are hearing in the background right now.
0: And they do come pretty large. I guess the largest there is what, 24 by 36? Do you see that? Really? But they also come the in Santa rolls,
1: paperboards.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I would ever get a roll. You know, a ten foot or yeah, a ten yard roll. <laughs> that would be that would be lifetime supply.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have different. Let's see, a five hundred grade that's eighteen by twenty four for a. Does it come in a pack or is just single sheets or?
0: I think those are single sheets for for the the ones that are fixed to the boards.
1: So the eighteen by twenty four is seventeen nineteen if you buy three or more. So it's not cheap.
0: Yeah, it's but not. But that cheap, would probably be
1: a nice paper. I will probably end yeah, up ordering yeah. it. I think for me too with my pa- sanded pastel paper that are the Fisher four hundred that I got already mounted. Right. That paper, I mean, I think I'm used to buying canvases where I spend twenty dollars for a single canvas. So spending yeah. eight dollars for a nice mounted yeah, paper where I'm going to do work really. that takes me just as long as a painting, if not longer. I don't right. see it as, I don't know, for me, I like that convenience of it being done. Yeah. I am also one, though, I don't like to stretch my own paper or my own canvases. I feel like I end up wasting a lot of canvas because you always have leftovers from different sizes that you're cutting. I, I just would rather buy it pre-stretched. I think you actually, mm-hmm. for me anyway, because I always get them when they're on sale, I save more money doing it that way than trying to do it my own or stretch my own. So I kind of felt that way yeah. about the paper. I like to get it already mounted and you don't yeah. have to mount it, but it's a nice surface to work on if it is mounted onto a board.
0: Yeah, and it's not constantly curling up or you don't have to tape it down, you know, when you're working on it, that kind of thing. So it saves you a little bit of just preparation work in yeah, that regard. Yeah, and if you
1: are working with powder blender, that is a non-flexible surface, so that's going to be ideal to be on a board. You Then you don't have to worry about it pending or moving. A mm. little bit harder to ship if you're working larger, but, you know... There's positives and negatives to everything. Wow, they have a 24 by 36 inch size for $34. That I'm excited about right now. That is huge. Can you imagine a colored pencil piece that big?
0: Um, Yeah, 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 I guess I could with... It is big. That is very large. I'm trying to remember what the one is that I got. I think it was... Um, I think I got the 21... By 27, not the 24 by 36, mm. but 21 by 27 is what I got, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Interesting uh, thing that happened here. Um, I recorded every second of that last portrait that I did, and I, I figured it took me a long time, and I think you and I, I think I talked to you about that. Anyway, I calculated up the times because I have them all laid out there of all the videos. This took me under 10 hours to complete, and that, I, I got to tell you, that's a record. I didn't know that that's how long it took. Was that's it because of the scattered- Paper? Do you think yeah, it made it go
1: faster? Oh,
0: hands down, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's only because. No,
1: you blended with odorless mineral spirits on a bit of this, didn't you? On yeah. The portrait.
0: Yeah. How uh-huh. did that
1: work with the sanded paper? How did the brush handle? Did it like so well into the grain?
0: Beautifully. Oh, it it was like a dream. I could not believe all the things I was able to do on this paper in such a short amount of time. It was it was incredible. And I think I'm in love. I'm serious. It is so nice. I could not believe it. Everything that that I wanted the pencil to do, it just it just did it. Rather than having to you know, remake marks, you know, tracking and going over things time and time again, or restating lines, you know, that kind of thing. It just I didn't have that problem at all. And that to me was a big deal.
1: Yeah, I've not tried it without powder blender. I really have no reason to because that's kind of like if I'm going to use that, then I want to use my powder blender. But just because I love the the looks that that yeah. gives. But it's interesting and I thought that I would be bothered by the gr- like it, because it does have a little bit of a gritty look to it when you use sanded paper. But it's not bad. I don't know. I I don't dislike it as much as I thought I would.
0: Yeah, I I didn't have that by the time I was done, though. It was sort of a burnished, glassy kind of look by the time I was done. Anyway, to your point, I mean, having a little bit of a grain kind of look or whatever... Uh, and you're saying you didn't think that bothered you so much. I understand what you, where you're coming from with that. I don't really think, though, that it has too much of a grainy look. I think that you can burnish it out pretty well. And that was surprising to me. Now, if you got up into some of the, the less fine grades, like the six or not 600, but the five, yeah, five and 400 I... and things like that. What is this one coming into? Come in yeah, then I don't know how you could get rid of some of the grain in that. I'm not sure. But the 800, I got to tell you, it's it's like, it's kind of velvety. It's just, it's just really, I mean, you can see a little bit of a yeah. ridge, I guess, when you get real close, but that's the kind of thing you would see even on paper. Yeah,
1: I'll have to try the, the 800.
0: I, I really like the way that it looked. I like the the way that it, it turned out. Yeah. The, the finished product actually kind of resembles like skin to me. It kind of has that look.
1: That I thought was one of your best portraits. That was really nice.
0: Yeah, oh, thanks. Thank you. So you used the UART 500 grade for the cherries you were doing?
1: Yeah. So when working with the UART 500, again, because I was working on the defective paper or the defective batch, I thought that I just didn't like the paper.
0: Oh, was that on the cherries?
1: Yes. That was on the corners. And I can still see that grit where it was like I couldn't. I was just biting this wavy pattern. And I put mm-hmm. I push harder with the pencil, which you don't want to yeah. do with powder blender. Those of you who've used it know what I'm talking about. If you push very hard with a pencil, it won't blend out. So I'm trying to hide these waves, and I start adding a little bit more pressure, which actually made it worse. It was just those edges irritated me. And the finished product, I'm not like unhappy with the final painting, and I can sell it. It's not like it's defective. It was just that it took a lot more work for me trying to hide that. But I did test out or check the new sheet that they gave me, and it doesn't look like I'm not seeing any of that on the new. Batch. I haven't actually used it, and you don't really, it's hard to tell until you get started, but it was actually very decent to work on. The Fisher 400, though, is definitely, I prefer that one. Now, again, I've only done what, four or five things on sanded paper? Three things? I don't remember. Um, Not that many. I want to say, three times I've worked on sanded paper. I've not done that many so it's a little bit hard right now I think it's too early for me to say hands down this is my favorite. I think I'm leaning towards liking the Fisher 400 better but I've not used non-defective Uart 500 yet either so there's that.
0: What is the grit on the Fisher 400 that you're using?
1: I don't know, but it feels slightly softer or smoother than the the Uart 500 mm-hmm. slightly.
0: See, the reason why I don't think that I would like the 500 grit on the UART or 400 or anything like that is, for one, it would just take forever to fill in that much tooth. Uh, And that's that's a big part.
1: Well, see, I'm using powder blender, which means that's never an issue for me.
0: Well, I'm real excited about starting that. I I do have (laughs) my full kit now. Thanks to Aliona, I'm really excited about uh, giving that a shot. But I haven't had time yet to do that.
1: Yeah, once I found out to spray it more, that changed my world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I bet that'll make a big difference. But yeah, I mean, even, you know, without it, using just that sanded paper, I mean, did speed things up quite a bit, like I was talking about. But with that 800, I didn't have as much tooth to fill in. You know, you go up a little bit, you're going to have more.
1: That makes sense. I could see that being a problem to try to get the pencil into the 500 without powder blend. Yeah, I could see where that would definitely be hard.
0: Yeah, now a lot of the misconceptions that I've had in the past, and I wanted to bring those up and talk about them briefly because I know that others have voiced the same kind of concern. And that is that when you start using a pastel paper or something that is that you traditionally think of as as being for pastel, although even on UART's site, they, they talk about how they feel like 800 is the ideal for colored pencil, and they market it as a colored pencil surface. One of the things that I thought early on is that, oh, it's just going to chew up my pencils. I'll just be wasting a lot of pencil, that kind of thing, and I didn't find that to be the case at all. In fact, I think I saved pencil quite a bit because you don't have to uh-huh. sharpen your pencil all the time. And what are you doing when you're sharpening your pencil? You're wasting the pencil into the pencil sharpener and you're just refining that point on the pencil. And so you're wasting a lot of pencil. And I could use the pencil even down to where it was uh, very dull. And that still worked on that yeah. That sanded surface, and so that's one of the misconceptions that I had early on. Now, a second misconception that I had was that you couldn't get fine details, and that is absolutely that's not. What the I case. thought
1: was going to happen too. Yeah,
0: and that that I find uh, being a big misconception that I had that I couldn't get fine details and. And I, I think it's there may, the opposite. it is the think opposite. Easier, it was for me, and I'm glad that that you see that as well. Uh, maybe others will too. That I could actually get more detail, and I could put white over on top of darks. Yes, and that was that was pretty awesome.
1: Well, and I think the reason you're able to get more detail is that the pencil is sticking to that so well it that your future is. layers are farther. when you start layering more, you're not fighting against your previous layers or having right. tooth, the tooth not, you know, where the pencil's just not sticking to it. It completely sticks to it. And so I yeah, think no. that's why you're able to get more layers but I or more detail. I didn't think you'd be able to get very good detail with, with it at all. And I found it's so much easier.
0: Yeah. You now, the other thing about it is you're dealing with something that is extremely, it's more rigid. It's more st- sturdy, I guess I should say, than a uh, smooth or even a very rough toothed surface because you're not dealing with a rag paper. You're know, not dealing with something that's cotton, something that's so delicate like stone hinges. And that's traditionally a surface that I really like a lot. Actually, I've started a new portrait and I'm using that right now. But what I noticed is uh, like, oh my word, this is like ma- molasses again. I'm, I'm just down to this, you know, just crawling on this portrait. Like this is going to take forever again because I'm using using Stonehenge and I'm having to use that super sharp point on my pencil. Mm-hmm but you know that that is one of the things about it your your time just goes by so quickly because I don't have to be delicate with the pencils I can just rough things out and just well, put and them I on there and I think
1: that's one of the reasons that people think that they're burning through the pencils so fast it's because they're completing the work so much faster yeah you're getting all more layers done in one stroke basically true whereas that's you true. Would have to slowly Build layer slowly yeah. layer and this one pencil stroke and you've got you know what would be the equivalent of eight layers yes. of light layering that's right regularly so you're just getting the same amount of work done just much faster. So I don't think that... I mean, when you look at it that way, yeah based on time I go through my pencils faster but I'm also getting the whole artwork done faster so if you base it yeah. on the entire project no I'm not burning through them faster than I normally would
0: yeah exactly alright well I'm excited about maybe trying the Fisher 400 soon and trying the the complete painting kit from brush and pencil I think that'll be fun giving that a shot on the sand of yeah paper. you
1: need to watch the video did you see the one where I showed you how you can use a paintbrush and mix the titanium white and the touch up texture to paint on white details
0: uh, I think I did see that but it's been a it while. Is, I'll have to, to take a look at that. Like
1: it's on my must-have. Even if yeah. I don't want to blend with or work with powder blender on a project, I will be using those two projects. That's pretty like, cool, without a doubt, for everything. I'm on the current piece I'm working on a hummingbird with these leaves. There is no way I would have the leaves or even the hummingbird looking quite like it does without that one thing. It's well, two things technically mixed together. But oh my gosh, that's uh, my one of my favorite things in that kit.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that and the touch-up texture. I'm real excited about that as well. I think that. That'll be that'll be kind of fun because um, you can put more layers on there if you feel like mm-hmm. you've kind of messed up underneath there, which is kind of yeah. cool.
1: So I think with this paper, it's one that I would definitely recommend you guys try. I'm not going to say that it's the only paper I'll ever use, because that's definitely not the case. I like working with different papers for different projects, depending on the look that I'm going for. But it is definitely one that I do recommend everybody give it a try.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, give it a shot and let us know what you think about the paper. Love to hear that. Lisa's at Lockery on Twitter. I'm at Sharpened Artist. You can reach us over on Facebook in the Color Pencil Podcast group. You can always reach out to us podcast at sharpenedartists.com and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartists.com
1: Didn't didn't we have to have a discussion first? That was weird. You're supposed to question what number we clap on first.
0: We... (laughs)
1: You just weirded me out because you just clapped and did what you were supposed to do instead of debating over what number to clap on.
0: Okay, class, we clap on five. Ready? <laughs> Sorry. All right. So anyway, this is the show. My name, you, you know what? You fouled me all up here. <laughs> I don't remember what the last thing is that you said, though. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, right, talk to us one, about that. one,
1: I, I don't know what you want me to say about that. I know. I'm I am like, sound wait, like I'm interviewing what, what am I supposed to say about that?
0: you go ahead and tell us how you got started in color pencil i don't know why i said that